Hey, Lukey. How are you, mate? How's that for a sound, eh? That is a great sound. My nothing, mate, nothing sounds better. I've already opened mine, but uh, that's all right. doesn't matter. Now, nah, my mate still always said that's the best way to, to start a podcast, he reckons, is just opening a can. But, yeah. How's, how's your week been so far, mate? Oh, we're only yeah. up Monday, though. Yeah, yeah, we're only uh, only down Monday. Luckily for me, I'm off on Wednesday to Western Australia, so... Oh, beautiful. Trying to smash out this podcast as quick as possible, get it out there before Saturday we play, I think, yeah? Yeah, Saturday. Yep. No, right. beautiful. So we're going to get stuck into it. We're going to talk about uh, the Richmond-Carlton game first. 88,000 at the MCG on Thursday night. Drawn match between... Two massive clubs. Um, first time, fun fact for you, first time we've had a draw since the VFL became the AFL. Is this Travis' uh, fun uh, in facts? The f- in the first week of the, uh, uh, sorry, the first game of the season. Oh, I like these fun facts that you're throwing out at us, Trav. Yeah, so um, that's an interesting one, that one. And um, yeah, I don't think any of the 88,000 fans that were there were expecting that result. Nah, definitely not. I, I feel like both... Both teams and like supporters would have went in quite confident actually on getting a win, but yeah, I think a draw, a draw was a fair fair result. Yeah, I think so in the end. I mean, the teams were almost dead even in contested possessions. Uh, Richmond were up five or six, I think, in clearances in the end. Um, uh, Carlton won a few more of the centre clearances, but Richmond won them around the stoppages. Um, so from Richmond's perspective, so how, how do we see that game? Like, where are the positives first? Oh, I think the positives were definitely getting the ball inside 50 to have 20, 20 more inside 50s in Carlton. I think, yeah, Richmond would have been looking at that game thinking that they sort of lost an opportunity to get their first win on the board. Um, but, yeah, I feel like, it, it, like I said, a draw was a fair result at the end of the day. Um, Lynch worked his way into the game after half time. Feel like it took him a little bit to get going, um, but yeah, worked his way into it. Dusty was um, pretty good for the whole game, so yeah, yeah. That that roar at the start of the game when he kicked the opening goal, um, I think everyone was pretty ecstatic that he was back. The Richmond players, you could see it on their faces as well. I think just about everyone on the ground got around him at that point. So yeah, well, he's had a tough, tough twelve to eighteen months. I would have thought so. Yeah, it's good good just to see him get back to playing the game that he loves I think and being around the boys and yeah they, he always says that the club is like his little happy place so it's obviously got a few mates around the club so yeah yeah definitely a good thing to see and um yeah so we're gonna we're gonna dive into that game a little bit there, there are a few things in the game obviously the big Ed Sheeran concert the other week a lot of people were uncertain about how the ground would hold up both sides looked a bit fumbly at points do you think the ground had anything to do with that um, I think so yeah the um, the surface definitely would have played a part I think because it was just a sloppy game early on in the first especially in the first half but then again I think it's round one both teams may have had a few jitters um, and then yeah just both teams sort of worked their way into the game and got a lot cleaner as the match went on. Like, I think it was only like six goals apiece. Oh, no, six goals for the whole first half. I think it was two goals to four, Carlton were up. Um, and then after that, in the third quarter, the game started to open up a little bit. Um, teams got a lot cleaner. And, yeah, it was just a lot more free-flowing. Yeah, that's it. Especially for Richmond in that third quarter, um, we sort of took the game on a bit more, opened it up a bit more. Um, a few of the guys found a bit of space inside 50, which, you know, that was hard to come by in the first half. 
Yeah, I think Taranto worked his way into the game like pretty well as well. He like got thirty two touches, I think, and eight tackles. Like he was good around the stoppages and like obviously really good defensively, showing that he got his eight tackles. So yeah, I think he got a few inside fifties as well. He's just got to be a bit cleaner around the light like, with his disposal, I think, and it'll yeah definitely improve as the year goes on. Yeah, we're going to talk a bit about. Um you know, going inside 50 as well, obviously could have been a lot cleaner going inside 50. Could have made a lot better choices, a couple of the guys. Uh, Taranto was one of them at one point. I mean, he had a great game, don't get me wrong. He was one of our best uh, for sure. There was just one moment where he ran inside 50 to about 45-ish and one of the Carlton blokes sort of came to cut him off. And instead of just having a ping at the goals, he kind of turned around and looked for a handball and, and kind of coughed it up. Um, a couple of the boys did some silly things going inside yeah, 50. Morris, Morris squandered Jr. their opportunity, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morris Jr. did it once as well. It went to kick to Baker, but put the ball right on top of his head and Sard was right on him. So um, we got knocked out over bounds. Uh, yeah, so I don't knocked know out of bounds, yeah. We don't really want to mention Shay's shot on goal. Are we just going to All right, no, we're getting there. We're getting, there. we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. I'm talking about the forward 50 entries first, and, and then we'll talk about the shots on goal. But... um. Those were just a few examples anyway um, that have sort of stuck with me since the game has, has ended and I've kind of, you know, thought back over it and yeah. a few I other think things we could another have positive, like Dan Rioli's dash off, off half-back was really good, like 680 metres gained. Um, yeah, it was just, like, really good opening up the game for us, like his dash off half-back and hitting up targets. He's very clean with his disposal as well, I, I think, most of the time. Yeah, he was running at 92% efficiency. Oh, so, there you go, another yeah. fact. Yep. There you go. 27 touches at, at 92% efficiency, 681 metres gained, I think it was. So. Yeah, something like that. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, especially, like, another positive was the the defensive 50 as well. Like, I think most of them, or whoever was on uh, Kerno, I think, he didn't really do much. He just gets a few gimmies out the back. Yeah, I just, think, he's uh, a soft cock, though, Kerno. I, think I don't and, think Grimes and Broad, good. I think, were on him most of the night. They sort of switched up a little bit. But Bolter was on Mackay, though. I, th- I feel like Bolter got outplayed quite a bit during the night. He was kind of yeah. lucky a couple of times that Mackay missed easy shots on goal. Yeah, in the third quarter, I think, when we started to come back and then in the second half of the third quarter, I feel like Mackay probably could have broken the game open just by himself. Bolter just got lost at times and ran under the footy. So, yeah. Yeah, there was once or twice where he, he looked like he'd kind of lost where the ball was, where, where it was positioned in the in the sky, like he couldn't see it, like he lost track of, of where the ball was. And um, Carlton were able to sort of capitalise on that a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think all in all, though, it's pretty good defensive effort. We still kept them to eight goals. I mean, I know obviously we scored the same as them, but... You know, defensively keeping a team to eight goals um, is a pretty good effort regardless. Yeah, for sure. I, I think Nathan Broad did his job again. Like I, I mentioned him last week, first on the team sheet. And he's just so underrated. Like no one ever really talks about him. But oh, I think on this on this podcast, he's going to be my boy. I think Nathan Broad. Luke, just, he's got a bit of love for Broady. No, nah, I do. He's just, he's just underrated. He does his job week in, week out. He'll never get a Brownlow vote, the poor bloke. But yeah, he's, he's always first on the team sheet, I'd reckon, and just holds his spot every week. He's so important to the team. Yeah, he certainly does. And he, yeah, you're right. Like week in, week out, he's, um, he's, Captain Reliable, really, to, to be honest. He's one of those blokes that you sort of, you know, you, you put them out there, they do their job. You don't really need to give them much direction or anything. They just know what to do. Yeah, and I think that's why the the back six, work, back six works so well is just, 
it, like I said, um, I think in the first episode, they've just been gelling together over the last five or six years and they know that everyone's going to help off and and give each other a chop out when needed. And I think Broad and, and Grimes are a big part of that. Um, Vlosten, Vlosten played a pretty good game, I think. He missed that shot, I think, in the third quarter or fourth yeah, quarter. fourth quarter. About 40 been, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would have been yeah. handy to get that one. But, yeah, he was good. And I, that, just a lot of the, the defenders are, are looking to push forward, which is good. Yeah, that's it. Obviously, as we mentioned before, you know, we get a lot of dash from Rioli. He loves running up the ground. And, you know, there were times where he came, you know, right up to the, the 50 metre line, basically put it inside 50 a few times uh, himself and passed it off to other guys that did the same thing. So he found himself up the ground a lot, um, as well as just playing that lockdown defensive role down there as well. But his dash gives us, you know, so much off that half back line. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, yeah, he's going to be very important to, uh, for us going forward um, for the rest of the year. I think Dan Rielli, he was, I think he was quite stiff last year to miss out on all Australian. Like he, like missed out. I think p- probably because of Adam Saad, but uh, especially on Thursday night, I reckon he was a lot better than Saad. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd 100% agree with that. And it's not just the Richmond bias talking, of course. It's nah, you know, for sure. Yeah. But 160 meters gained in in one match is quite good. I'm gonna. I'm going to have a look and see if anyone's got a thousand metres gained. I reckon I, I'll get I'll get back believe, to that on the next podcast. I don't believe so. I believe the record was actually uh, last year. Someone got eight hundred and something metres. I think. I think. Oh, Took Miller. Uh, might maybe. have been. Might have been Took Miller, or it might yeah. have been someone from North Melbourne. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember. But I reckon anyway. Dan Dan Rioli give that a crack this year. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon he will too. Just loves to dash off half back Rioli, yeah. especially when he's getting you know twenty seven disposals. And he kicks he kicks the ball most of the time as well. Like of that. Of those 27, I reckon like almost 20 of them would have been kicks. Yeah, I, I think it was about 17 in the end. 17 yeah. were kicks, so yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. But when you've got a disposal as good as what Dan Rioli's is, you want to be, you want to have him kicking the ball more than more than handballing, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, now we're going to talk about perhaps one of the worst kicks that we saw the other night. Shea Bolton. Lo- love him to bits. Amazing player, amazing talent, but sometimes does things that... You sort of just think, you know, why would he do that? And I understand now a lot of players, when they take set shots, they turn sideways to the goals and they take a snapshot instead of kicking a drop punt because it maybe takes away some of the, the mental pressure that they put on themselves when they're going for goal. Um, but Bolton just, yeah, he just didn't take his time with that one and absolutely botched it. He just he tried to boot it and there was no reason for it, to be honest. I just think... If you're going to have a shot at goal, just take a, a, a do a drop punt because if you miss and you're snapping it around the corner and you're directly in front, you're going to you're going to look like an absolute fuckwit, which he did. But if you kick the goal, just doing a drop punt, like it's just a it's a genuine shot on goal. And if you snap it around the corner, you don't look any better than a bloke that's kicking a drop punt. Like I said, it's the easiest shot in goal when you're 30 metres out directly in front and you snap it around the corner and you look like an absolute fool's head. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And, and I mean, that point was kind of proven at the end of the game as well when Lynch took that last shot on goal, just went back, nice drop punt, straight through the middle, tied up the game. And I'd remember turning to you at the game and saying, Lynch will kick this. Yeah. And um, yeah, and he kicked it. And he is such a reliable shot on goal, Tommy Lynch. He is a pretty reliable shot yeah. on goal. Yeah, yeah. He was actually um, he was up there last year. I think about halfway through the year, um, they had a list of you know the most uh, dead eye players from set shots, and 
nobody was above 54%, I think it was, in the whole comp. Um, but Lynch was second, I think, after Peter Wright from Essendon. So, um, yeah, obviously Lynch had a lot more shots than, than Wright. So, yeah, for sure. But, um, but, yeah, apparently that's the way it went. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, apparently that's you know, pretty much around the mark for, for a good set shot. Fifty percent, around fifty, just over fifty percent. Yeah, geez. See, I think these these forwards are getting paid large amounts of money, and I just think you got to be going at at least sixty to seventy percent. I would have thought. Like it's your job to kick goals, and it, it's got me stuffed how these guys earn so much money, and they're going at like fifty, fifty, fifty. Yeah, yeah. I it know, doesn't make any sense to me, and they've been kicking a ball their whole damn life. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either. Um, but it's the way the game has gone now. I think um, a lot of these guys put too much pressure on them. They get in their own heads, uh, I guess. And and that can be a powerful thing. I mean, you know, you, if you get in your own head about something with anything in life, not just footy, but, you know, anything in life, um, you know, obviously it's going to have negative effects on how you perform a certain task or, or anything. But um, And I think that's just what's happening across the comp. It's, you know, players have decided to sort of take it upon themselves to try and get out of their own heads and that's the way they're doing it. So they're going with these snapshots instead of just, you know, kicking a drop punt. Yeah, I think that a lot of it comes down to routine as well, having a set shot. Like, you look at Tommy Lynch, he seems to have a routine and Jack seems to have a, have a routine. Shay just looks like he just doesn't have a routine. He just sort of wings it. Yeah, he, he does look a bit like that sometimes. It looks like he's just sort of making it up as he goes along and, I mean... Look, in a way that you could maybe say that's part of his routine. Like that's just part of his game that he just sort of makes it up as he goes along, and he just does whatever he feels in the moment is the right thing to do. Sometimes you come unstuck doing that. Sometimes it pays off. But um, it's, it's the same with like Dusty throughout his career as well. Like obviously, you know, one of the best players that we've seen over the past ten years for sure. Um, but yeah, sometimes Dusty does things and he kind of like, well, maybe a bit earlier in his career, he was sort of doing things where he'd, he'd bite off a bit more than he could chew. Um, yeah. like he'd, he'd take on like four tacklers instead of like one or two, you know, but, but look, the, the King can do what he wants. I think oh, he can, he, he's earned that now. He's earned that now. And I think, um, Bolton's not quite there yet, but, um, nah, nah, he, he'll he, get he there could though, very I well think. be. Yeah. He could very well be. Um, but yeah, like that's the thing. Like you know, Dusty sometimes he'd do something, and you'd think, oh, geez, like you know, how did he do that? Like does something absolutely brilliant that you wouldn't see from anyone else in the comp. And then other times, you know, he'd do something which is you know he was trying to do too much, and you just think, why are you trying to do that for? Yeah. But yeah. then if he does it again the next time, it'll come off. Yeah, yeah. That's so it, you just yeah. don't doubt the bloke, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's probably safe to say. And look, Bolton's, you know, as I just said before, he's not, probably not quite there yet. But he's definitely got the potential to get there, and you know, once he gets to that point, then you know, sure, if he if he becomes, you know, three quarters as good as what Dusty has been over his journey and that, then yeah, for you sure, know, he can do whatever he wants. He's he's got license to do it. But um, uh, Hardwick also said in the press conference as well because he was asked about Bolton's shot on goal as well. He kind of just said, you know, the the players are given responsibility to you know take the shot on goal however they feel comfortable, however they want to set up, and he just sort of said, look, you know, we we'd back him in to kick that most times he practices them at training that time it didn't come off but maybe just he you know went into it too quickly didn't stop and catch his breath and take his time and you know think his way through it yeah. sort of thing so yeah so like looking apart from Shay, like i think he did have a pretty good game apart from that one set shot i would have thought yeah yeah um is there any other players that you wanted to touch on in in terms of having a good game 
Well, having a good game. Obviously, Tim Taranto, we mentioned before, he's he's fit right into our team uh, very nicely. So, 32 touches, eight How tackles. How do you rate Hopper's first, first go? Uh, Hopper had 18 touches. I think he was he was important at the coal face, obviously helping to reduce um, Carlton's first use of the ball and everything as well, stopping those bigger bodies in there, as well as getting it a little bit himself as well. Um, you know, he, he didn't have a huge game or anything, but I mean, he was he was the one that kicked it to Lynch in that last play that, that uh, you know that tied us the game. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, he he. Bobbed I think up and he'll did a few go. He'll things. go unnoticed a lot of the year because he'll he'll be a lot. He'll be inside doing a lot of the dirty work, like the clearances and like his disposal efficiency probably won't be that good. But like Trent Cochin's disposal efficiency was never that good either. Like it's just because he's getting that first kick, it doesn't, and there's a lot of pressure around the ball in the clearance. Um, yeah, so he'll do a lot of clearance work and disposal efficiency. Uh, disposal efficiency. Uh, it's hard to say that. Um, it won't be all that high. Disposal efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, he'll just be getting a lot of tackles and doing all the dirty work so that he can get it out to like Sashay and, and McIntosh on yeah, the wings. It. And I think, you know who else I think had a pretty good game? Before he got subbed off, I thought Marlon Pickett was actually playing quite a good game. Yeah, he did a few good things. I mean, you can always sort of back Marlon into... <laughs> what the hell was that? If you're watching on YouTube... Um, yeah, we'll get we'll just replay that uh, over and over again. <laughs> no, I think yeah, nah, Trev just might. burped on the podcast, <laughs> so we'll keep that uh, in there. I might turn that into a uh, one of those YouTube shorts. <laughs> we just take a little snippet out, put on YouTube shorts. Um, no, but yeah, uh, yeah, Marlon. He just you know, another player that just sort of he goes you know unsung, unnoticed. He just sort of does his job. I can't, I can't get over that you just did that live on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's great. Anyway, two episodes in. in and uh, this might be our last one, folks, but... <laughs> no, it's the first one we've filmed as well. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. ah, beautiful. No, I think, yeah, Marlon, getting back to Marlon, I think he, he did play a pretty good game. When someone said that he got subbed out, I was a bit confused as to why because he was really holding his own on the wing and he's really good in the air and he was, yeah, just playing the game really well. Yeah, I, I believe it was a minor injury concern or something. Well, he did go into... I think he passed the fitness test to play the game. So maybe if, even if it wasn't a, like an injury, maybe just subbing him out at yeah, half-time was a pretty yeah. good... Like, just to, to manage him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because he didn't obviously get a pre-season. So that, that was... You know, that first half was probably more match fitness for him than anything else. Yeah. Um, how do we rate Prestia's game? I think he played all right. I thought Prestia did his job again. Yeah. Um, obviously, last year he was our most important player by far. Probably Prestia and Lynch were our two most important players last year. When when either one was out of the side, we really struggled a lot, um, especially Prestia. We basically had no solutions in the middle when Prestia was out. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah, well, he was another one that was under an injury cloud coming into the game. Uh, there was his torn yeah, peck, uh, I think it was. Peck, yeah, I think it was peck. just like a slight strain or something. Yeah, he got but he got the, through, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good just to get in and get some uh, minutes into him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And obviously, it's um, going to be like a lot of weight off his shoulders this year, having Hopper and Taranto in there that, to, you know, to help sure. him out. Did it again. Yeah, no. Nah, well, this, uh, YouTube's going to have an absolute ball watching Travi. Um, maybe, anyway, maybe drinking to, beer on these podcasts isn't the best idea. Nah, everyone loves it. If you're if you are watching um, and listening, what what is your um, drink of choice? If you want to drop that in the comments, that'd be great. We've got um, 
I've got a Carlton dry at the moment, and Travi has no, got I'm a Rona. Yeah, got the Rona. I don't know. <laughs> Lucky we're not sitting too close to each other, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, actually, this time last year, I, I did have the Rona. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, because uh, I'm going away to Western Australia, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast on uh, Wednesday. We were supposed to go last year, had to postpone it um, because, you know, went to round one and then ended up with coronavirus. So Yeah, wow. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a bit shit. But anyway, thankfully, this year I've, I haven't caught it from round... I don't even know if I did catch it at round one. Like, Tiff reckoned I did, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so any any negatives from the Carlton game? There'd be a couple there. No, like, obviously, we've more, already mentioned... Uh, there's more than if you one, one more player I'll mention as a negative that turned positive later in the game, Jack Graham. How yeah, J- Jay's boy. Jay's boy. Yep, Jay Frey loves him. Yep. He used to sponsor him. Yeah, they probably yeah, still blokes does. Blokes on like 400 grand a year, doesn't really need it. But yeah, Jay used to spend his whole weekly pay giving, giving Jack Graham a little top-up. That's it. But oh, I'm sure Jack appreciates all the support from the supporters and that, though. Oh, for it? sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. as all the players do. But um, anyway, we'll talk about his game just a little bit. We'll touch on that before we move on. Um, I thought in the first half, you know, he missed a couple of sodas going for goal. Um, could have, you know, put us in front early. Um, obviously, he'll be you know, kind of replaying that in his head a little bit, thinking, you know, how do I improve that next next week and all that sort of thing. Um, he started off a bit, yeah, a bit scratchy in that regard. And then in the second half, he laid a couple of good tackles, won a couple of holding the ball free kicks for them as well. He ran down Saad as well at one point. Yeah, which was, I think for me, it was just a disposal efficiency at like half time. He, it just looked like it was just like a pace behind, I think. Um yeah, just a disposal efficiency. But like we said early on, I think a lot of the players started out pretty sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jack was just the one that stood out to me. I thought I was going to have a whipping boy for the rest of the year. But to his credit, he turned around the second half and actually played a good second half. So, yeah, credit to him. Yeah, yeah, he certainly did. All right, so all right, one last thing on the Richmond-Carlton game. Yeah. The fucking umpires. Oh, we didn't, are we, we going to go there? I'm going to go there. All right. This is so. This is. Um, we're going to have to end to have a, like a new segment or something. Travis rant. Oh, Travis rant. Well, there's going to be a couple of new segments as we go on, and we you know sort of become more comfortable with the whole podcast thing. We'll, no, we'll, we're just going to wing it pretty much. And okay, we'll just... we're just going to wing it. I, I lied. <laughs> we're just going to wing it. But anyway, uh, no, nah, the, the umpiring was nothing short of bewildering at points. I'll use that word. Absolutely fucking shit ass. That's also a good word use yeah. for the umpiring. Uh, I just don't understand how a player, Harry Mackay, can claim a mark that came off about six different players' hands. <laughs> every person on in, in, playing the game and yeah. almost every person in the crowd touched that fucking ball. Yeah. He <laughs> tries to claim the mark. The umpire calls play on because it wasn't a mark. That was the right call. But then he gets tackled. The ball comes out. He drops the ball, doesn't fucking dispose of it properly, and there's no holding the ball call. And to top it all off, Carlton they got a the goal out goal. of it. Yeah, no. But it's like we always say, same old Carlton always cheating. They they always do. They always get the freebies. Yep. And to this day, if they ever win another flag, which God, I, don't, I don't think they will. But um, yeah, if they do, they'll probably get it from handouts and stuff like that because it's just a joke, really. Uh, Mackay got done twice, I think, two or three times. Where yeah, he there was another given time a free on, the kick. E- on the edge of the centre square. Oh, we know he- who's sucking the umpires off this week, don't we? Yeah. You know, on the edge of the centre square, he, um, he got done by uh, Morris Rioli, I think. And, and again, like the umpire just called play on. It's like, 
Fuck, like that was what, after he took a mark yeah, too. Like, what even is holding the ball? Like, we, yeah. and and that always frustrated me. And during our premiership years, we were you know the highest pressure team in the comp. We built those premierships off the back of our pressure, and we would be out tackling our opposition every single week and not being rewarded for it. We would still lose the free kick count by six or ten or fucking fifteen. Yeah, I just uh, for me, it's just inconsistency. Like if we give away a chop into the arms free kick, then like a, it's all good and well because you win some, you lose some, but then you expect to get it back as yeah, well. And I feel it. like Tommy Lynch, Jack Rewalt get held all game. And even Dusty, well, like I don't think Dusty got a hold in the man free kick. And there was times where I saw him just getting held yeah. before the ball even came in and no free kick. Like, how's a bloke meant to have a go at the contest? Yeah, that's it. And and Tommy Lynch as well. Like, at one point, he had three Carlton blokes hanging off his jumper and, and nothing. He got nothing for it. Yeah. He was just sort of left to take on three Carlton blokes. And Yeah. Yeah. Just... Yeah, look, we'll try we'll try keep the umpire ranch short and sweet because we, well, we could probably go on for hours, but... Yeah, oh, we just I, wanted I, to. I we just wanted to touch on that. And I, think. and I understand that, like the rules are an issue as well, because when you've got rules that contradict one another, it's hard for the umpires to do their job. And you yeah. understand that, but it's just frustrating every week that it seems to happen to Richmond, but not other teams. Yeah. And it's not just our bias for our own team, and that like we see it every week firsthand. Yeah. And we watch neutral other games as neutral supporters. And you see the same things happen, and most other teams get paid these free kicks. And well, I'm a I'm a Richmond fan, and anyone who's playing against Carlton, so yeah, that's my yeah. neutral side. Oh, so you going Geelong over Carlton this week, are you? Oh, shit! That's hope a, they fucking yeah, that's, both a, lose. that's gonna be a shit fest. I might just not watch that one. Yeah, hope it's another draw. Yeah, no, nah, it's good. I don't like any of them teams winning, but I think yeah. At at, at the end of the show, we're gonna do a new sh- uh, segment that we thought of. We're just gonna guess the uh, free kicks for the for the games. Yep. Like so, every um, time we do a podcast, if we're doing like so for this week, obviously because Trav's away in Adelaide. Uh, oh no, you're away in Perth. We're playing Adelaide. Um, we're gonna guess the free kick count for the Adelaide game and the Pies game. We'll touch on both of them a bit later on, but yeah, at, at the end of the segment, at the end of the podcast, we'll we'll guess the free kick counts for them. Yeah, yeah, well, we can just games. do it as we talk about each game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll do it at the end of uh, each preview then. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, no worries. Yep. So we're gonna we'll just... lead into that then. Yeah, we'll go into the Adelaide game then. Yeah, so, right. All right, so Adelaide in Adelaide haven't had the best record against them over there over the past couple of years. Yeah. We, we botched the game over there last year. It was a game we were expected to win and we didn't. Yeah, we generally go right against Port over in Adelaide, but we can't seem to knock off Adelaide all that much. Yeah, I don't know. They seem to uh, get fired up, I think, from that grand final in 2017. Oh, the big power stands. Yeah. Fucking Mr. Potato Head Tex Walker always has a field day against us. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, he look does. like Mr. Potato Head, that bloke? Oh, he certainly does. He that certainly seedy does. mustache prances around like he's fucking the king. Just I don't understand that bloke. Yeah, he um yeah he gets fired up text when he plays us, and it's it's all off the back of uh, us absolutely pantsing him. Yeah, Adelaide <laughs> him, in, in that grand giving final, giving him a touch up. Yeah, giving him a bit of a touch up. Um, well, I mean that's what the arrogant dickhead gets for fucking booking an extra seat for the cup. Yeah, on for the plane. Sure. Yeah, for no, sure. that's what he deserves. But yeah, anyway, but I think we can get on top in the midfield against Adelaide. Yeah, should um, do. Yeah. Rory Sloan, he's at like same age as Tex, I think, ready for the nursing home. But um, 
Yeah, I don't think be, they be have a any... a good player over the journey, oh, Sloan. Oh, for sure, but, yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, he's just at that age now where he's, you know... It looks like a genuinely good bloke as well, Rory Sloan. Yeah, Whereas does, yeah. you can't say the same for Tex. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like, looks yeah. like a flog. Acts like a flog. Yeah. Probably is a flog. <laughs> <laughs> there was... Uh, oh, who was the other one for Adelaide? That Darcy Fogarty, that young forward as well. He's, oh, yeah. He's been around for a couple of years now, but... Yeah, he's um he acts that way a little bit sometimes as well. He act, acts a bit like Tex, so I yeah, guess when you got that as a, after, as a role model. After yeah. Him, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. Like, so what do you reckon, Luke? We should. Get I on. think yeah, get on, get on top of the midfield for sure. Their midfield doesn't look all that strong. Um, and their back line, I'd say about the same. I, I can't see us losing this game. Um, I'm probably going with a probably a twenty to twenty five point win. I would have thought. Um, is there any changes that you'd be making for this game? Um, I don't think or so. I'd like yeah, to see Cumberland like get a crack. He, yeah. I heard uh, now. I'm not a big follower of the VFL. I'll have to pay a bit more attention to it as the year goes on. But yeah, but I'm hearing that Noah Cumberland did some good things. So if we can get him in, because he he started to play well towards the end of last year. Yeah, he did. Yep. Um, get him in, and I don't know who I'd be taking out for him. I'd probably take. I don't know. I'd probably take out Jack Graham, but. Yeah, I'm not all that sure. Whatever happened to Tyler Sonsi? Why is he not getting a game? Or Do you know you, anything about that? Or would you, um, like, because Ross was only the sub, would you take out maybe Ross, put yeah, Cumberland in know. and make someone else? The, maybe make Ross is supporting that new do as well. He's yeah, got a bit he's, of yeah. got a, a bit of a mop going. Yeah. on that. Almost didn't recognise him. Yeah, night, but, you know, I thought he look, played all right though. He, he came on. He, he only had the four touches after coming on as a sub. But I mean, you know, limited game time. You're going to get that, so that's not that's not really an issue. But um, yeah, yeah, he came on. He got. We're going again. <laughs> we're going again. This is. We're gonna, just going to have to rewind all this stuff. Yeah, no, I'm just going to have to try. <laughs> you're going to have a long week editing this out. I think. Oh, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> got to fucking edit a video now as well as a podcast. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's all right. We could just leave it in. I mean, yeah, I think people, everybody loves to see people it. People come here for our personalities. A hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, for getting back to the Adelaide game, I think I'd like to see Cumberland in. Uh, that, that'd be my change, I reckon. Cumberland for Graham or uh, put Graham as a sub and maybe drop Ross. Yeah, yeah. Or unless, yeah, or unless they're going to manage Pickett for this game. But I mean, if he's okay, I don't know why he would. Yeah, well, he played really well in the first half. So if you're just managing him and you only wanted to give him half a game, give him a full game this this week, as long as he's not injured, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's it, definitely. So you're going the Tigers by 20 to 25? Yeah, I'll go the Tigers by 20 to 25 points. Yeah, no worries. I'll go I'll go 30 plus. 30 plus? Okay. We, we should. I'd be disappointed if we didn't, All to right. be honest. No, I'd be happy with that. Well, I mean, Adelaide dropped that game against GW, GWS, so... But they've apparently got a lot of injuries again. Like and they're, they're not they're not going to be and, that good, GWS. No, we sold half their team last year. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, Adelaide had a 30-point lead on them at halftime and, and coughed it up. So, yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't read well for the Crows. I mean, obviously, they'll be was looking to... Was that home too? Where was that game played? Uh, it was in Sydney, I think, yeah. Yeah, I, was, I didn't really watch that one. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what should be the um, the Hawthorne Essendon game though? My God, that was a fucking shellacking. Yeah, I know. Hawthorne, Hawthorne are going to be in for a long year. Yeah. Sorry, Keegs. I, th- I think you're going to be in for a long year, mate. Hawthorne are going to be in for a very long year. Um, but anyway, and then yeah, I think if we're going to win in Adelaide, um, yeah, going into the Pies game, I reckon that'd be uh, just good to get a bit of momentum. Like Carlton, yeah. Carl, I think will be a pretty good team this year. So to get a draw against Sam and a win against Adelaide. Going into the Pies game, I think it's probably where 
Like you'd be happy to get a, a win and a draw, I think, from the first two games. Yeah. Ideally, two wins would have been good, but yep. a win and a draw is all we can do now. So I think getting that will be good going into the Pies game. Yep. And we're going to talk about the Pies game now. What a fucking game it's going to be. Yeah, I think... Uh, I don't know who the Pies got this week. Port. It's, Port. it's here, though. It's at oh, the MCG. Okay, so yeah, so, it should be a win for the Pies then. Yep. So yeah, I think the Pies go in with two wins. Their supporters will be up and about. Yeah. And um, yeah, it should be another good crowd, I think, at the G. It'd be 90,000, I'd say. Yeah, you'd yeah. think so. I think, yeah, Collingwood, Collingwood get a few more fans at the game than the Carlton ones anyway. Yep. So. Especially when they're doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. That'll, that'll be a good game, I think. The like the Pies midfield are really strong at the moment. Like Taylor Adams is a good player. Like Jordan Dugowie's starting actually like fulfill his potential, I think. He's starting to become not the Kmart Dusty. He's like moving his way up, I think. Yeah, just a little bit, just inching. Yeah, just inching his way close. We're not gonna, we're not gonna talk about him too much. We're not gonna like, pump his shoes up too much. And uh, Pendlebury sort of wound back the clock a bit last week as well. He, he just keeps on going, all doesn't those he? Really fast handballs and stuff that he's he's known for. He, he tends to find space in traffic a lot as well. Yeah, just the game sort of stops when Pendlebury's got the ball and. Yeah, he just always looks like he's... It's like he he's makes got a time machine around him. Yeah, he just makes great decisions all the time. Yeah, he does. He's He's been a, a genuine champion of the game. And, um, I mean, look, you know, hurts me to say it a little bit about a Collingwood player, but you, you can't deny it. There's no... You know, you've got to take your bias out of it. And, and it is what it is. Like, Pendlebury has been an absolute champion of the game. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's, his game last week was strong again. He started this season solid again, so... Uh, who knows how much longer yeah. he's going to well, keep playing be without, for? Well, they'll be without they'll be without Jeremy Howe because he tried to take another screamer oh, and almost yeah, yeah, his arm. fell on his head. But Jeez. yeah, put his arm down and snapped that yeah. instead. So yeah, it's not ideal. Hopefully, he gets back uh, quite quickly because he is a good player, Jeremy Howe. He is, and and the fans of all teams love seeing what he does every week. He always flies for a mark of the year contender just about every week. So yeah, I'm not going to be sad that he's out against us, though, because he is a good player. So yeah, that's it. So it's uh, yeah, it is beneficial to us, but obviously, uh, yeah, all all the best to him and his recovery, though, and yeah, hopefully, you know, for the competition's sake, he does get yeah. back and because um, yeah, it looks like a, a pretty bad break yeah I think that's probably one area against Collingwood where we can get on top is the the forward line now that Howe's out they'll only have Darcy Moore down there as their main defender now so he'll probably I'm guessing he'd take Lynch um, and then I don't think McRae will be making the mistake he made last year though by letting Moore sort of float back off Lynch oh no nah, you'd have to stay with him all the time otherwise Lynch will kick a bag I think he even played well against him last year I think Tommy yeah he did he had five goals to half time yeah yeah, and no, hopefully he puts in another good performance against them uh, in well, two weeks' time now because it'll yeah, be... That's it. yeah. yeah, Friday week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah now hopefully we get a good crowd in and Friday night, so if all the... I think it's Collingwood's home game, so we'll have to... Yeah, so we might have to upgrade our tickets, I think. <laughs> yeah, but that's all right, though. We'll just jump in the old standing area. That's it. Should, should we do train talk for that game? Train talk would be good. Well, I'll be on the beers. My um, CrossFit's finished for this season. So, yeah. yeah, I'll be hitting the beers hard. We might have to, yeah, we'll get we'll get the yeah. train talk going. Get the GoPro going. Yeah, get get on the uh, the Denzel Frothingtons. Yeah, yeah. and we'll yeah, get the train talk going. I think that, that'll be a fan favourite, that one. I think so too. I mean, you've got Richmond and Collingwood Nuffies on the same train. I mean, it's a... It's going to be, you know, YouTube gold, I think. Yeah. The um, Well, that was another segment that we were going to do, a bit of Nuff Watch. Yeah, we'll do a bit of that as well. There's, uh, 
It's a few, even for the Tiger supporters. Oh, we do, we do have a lot. We do have a few nuffies, but uh, cheer squads. They take the cake. I mean, love the passion that people have for their teams, but um, yeah. There's this bloke in the cheer squad every week. Like Travi and I stand up the back uh, behind the cheer squad with all the with all the boys drinking the beers, but. Um, there's this bloke in the cheer squad. I've got no idea what his name is, but he has 10 jumpers on, I reckon, every single week. And every 10 minutes, he takes one jumper off. Yeah, he um, usually starts in that the yellow, uh, the away jumper with number eight on the back and yeah. then uh, sort of strips down from there. We saw him at Casey Fields the other Imagine week. Imagine well. the bloke's washing. It was uh, 35 degrees at Casey Fields the other week as well. He was down there with his eight jumpers on and, and his pants. And This, this bloke's wash line... Imagine peeking over his fence and just seeing his wash line on, a, on like a day after a Richmond game. You'd just have like a whole team's worth of jerseys <laughs> on the wash line. It'd be all Richmond jumpers. He, he does yeah, a, it's he, crazy. Yeah, people do their like dark and coloured loads. This guy just does his yellow and black loads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, I think that's the first one for the Nuff Watch then. Uh, we'll take the bloke from the cheer squad. Um, do we end up giving a... Um, a f- Free kick count for the Adelaide game and the Collingwood game. We just did a prediction. Oh yeah, no, we didn't. Yes, all right. So I guess we are doing it. Well, we'll do it. We'll do our uh, a win or a loss for Collingwood game, and then we'll do the free kick count. Yeah, for both games. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I think. Oh, I, I yeah. I'll always back us for a win. I think I'll, I'll go for a win against Collingwood. Um, I'm pretty confident going into most games, especially at the MCG. I'll go with a win by. I reckon it'll be close. I'll go 11 points. I think I'll be shitting bricks if it gets that close. Yeah, well, what are you going to go with? You reckon we'll oh, I reckon it'll be close as well, but I, I don't really want to I don't really want to make a prediction because I'm too uh, worried about it, to be honest. <laughs> but go on, just give, give us a win or a loss. Oh, look, obviously I hope we win, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm a bit, bit, worried, a bit worried against Collingwood, especially if it is a close one. Okay. Well, look, bias aside, do you reckon we'll probably get done then? Maybe by a couple of points. Yeah, right. No, that's all right. So then we'll go to the free kick count for the Adelaide game. All right. So free kick count for the Adelaide game. We'll just game. go like a, a, a positive, like a plus minus or... Oh, we're going for... We'll go for an exact. Oh, an exact, like freeze yeah, for yeah, and against. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't really know what the average is. I just know that we get reamed every week. Yeah, well, I'll go 27 for Adelaide, 15 for us. Holy shit. Yeah, well, yeah right. We we're, we're, we're minus 13 against Anderson Adelaide last Adelaide. year. Anderson yeah. Adelaide. Yeah, we were minus so, yeah, 13 right. against them last year, so. Yeah, no, nah, that's all right. We're we'll, minus we'll 12 go. this year. All right. Well, I'll go I'll go 23 for Adelaide and 18 for Richmond. I think we'll lose by I think we lost freaking camp by 5. Uh, against Carlton? Uh, six. Six? Yeah, okay. 25 so I think to 19. we'll pick one back. And then against Collingwood, I'll go... Uh, I reckon it'll be 21 to... 21 to 14. 21 to 14. So not as many free kicks in that game. I think it'll be a bit more open and free-flowing. Right, bigger go, ground at the G. I'll go 25 Collingwood to... Maybe 18 Richmond. Okay, so we'll yeah. have to keep a tally on this. And then at the end of the year... Got to write this down. You got a bit of paper there? Yeah. Or a pen? Yeah, we've got a bit of paper. We're not very organised on this podcast, so we're just sort of winging it as we go. We've got we've got to find a, a pen now. That's but, right. I'll remember it. Yeah, we'll get yeah. that later. We'll Because yep. when you edit it, we'll run it back. Um, we'll write it down. And then, yeah, I think at the end of the year, uh, there'll have to be a consequence for the loser, I think, uh, on the free kick count. 
Okay. Okay. And then we'll get the we'll get our uh, we'll get the family to um to think of a consequence. Oh, jeez. That's all right. Yeah, one for the one for the family to decide. I think. Mm. But um, yeah. Is there anything else we're going to talk about today? Yeah, is there? I think we've covered most bases for this episode. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll catch you next time on the uh, on the train. I'll jump on the, on the metro. Train, yeah. Try and get a bit of um, try and get a bit of train talk going. Where are we jumping on at? Oh, Cranny. Uh, yeah. Why not? Yeah, Cranny yeah, would Friday, be good. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll finish work at pubs five, beforehand. So I hope. I finish work at five. Uh, I'll try and start at eight thirty that morning and finish at four thirty. Beautiful. No, it'd be beautiful. I'll see. I'll have go. a couple of tinnies on the way in on the train. Don't tell the um the, the guards that. Yeah. If there's any uh, PSOs watching, then we're not yeah. going to drink tinnies on the train. No, we won't do that. Wink. That'd be silly. Um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, we'll get we'll get train talk up and going. So this will be a uh, fortnightly until the next one. Yeah, until but the yeah, next one. You so will I get think, a bit uh, of a bit of a surprise on the yeah, on I the think, next uh, one with train uh, talk. After the uh, after the Collingwood one, I think we'll record the next episode. That'll be talking about the Bulldogs and Sydney. I think for the next two games after that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah sure. we'll, we'll jump onto that and uh, get it going. But in the meantime, you can catch our first episode and you'll soon be able to catch this episode. On yeah, well, by the time they're listening well, the to this. Listening, be <laughs> all right, you'll be able to catch this episode on uh, Spotify, of course, and um, Apple Music, Richmond Till I Die podcast. Yeah, the, even uh, on the YouTube on as well, YouTube if you want to well. watch if you so want to watch Trevi. first episode we didn't film a video for it. Uh, it's just a just like an image of our logo Don't on mind there. Me, I've just come straight from work. Yeah, and uh but this one yeah, obviously the yeah, first video, first YouTube video for the podcast and And if you are listening on Spotify, jump on YouTube because I'll be making Travi keep in the the burping segment that he had mid Mid show, I think that'd be great to watch. I, I told you already, I'm gonna cut that bit and turn it into one of those little YouTube shorts. Oh, that'd be good, then. Yeah, yeah, you've got to get okay. like the reels and the shorts, and that's what that's what all the kids are doing these days. So. Yeah, right, okay. Fuck, I feel old saying that. Yeah, anyway. no, that's all right. Oh, good, all, all right. right. So, we will catch you next time. We'll see you next time. Luke. Yeah, no, I'll see you at the Collingwood game, and yeah, sweet. Uh, we'll try and film a bit of train talk, and then yeah, we'll see you for episode three, of course. Too easy, all, all right, right, mate. Catch you later. Cheers, mate. Take see it ya. easy.